Bryan Health takes the responsibility to lead and to do the things that make everyone better, healthier, and moving forward together. Here's another of our Bryan Health Radio podcast interviews with Melanie Cole. Everyone occasionally feels blue or sad, but these feelings are usually short-lived and pass within a couple of days. But when you have depression, it can interfere with daily life and cause pain for both you and those who care about you. It's a common but very serious illness. My guest today is Dr. Dave Myers. He's the Counseling and Program Development Manager for Mental Health Services at Bryan Medical Center. In addition, he co-chairs the Nebraska State Suicide Prevention Coalition. Welcome to the show, Dr. Myers. Tell us about how to identify somebody in yourself or in someone that you love that's going through real serious clinical depression versus just feeling the blues sometimes. Well, it's important to, uh, to note that dep- depression is one of the most common mental illnesses. About 10% of the population at a given time is known to be suffering from some type of depression. So it is important to know the signs and symptoms. You know, there's hope, there's healing. You know these signs and symptoms and can get folks connected to resources, that's very important. Uh, everybody feels, you know, have a down day, feels the blues once in a while, but typically you start feeling better within a couple of days. When we're talking about depression, these symptoms interfere with your daily life and routine for a period of two weeks or more, then we're generally talking about some type of depression. So those symptoms to look for in yourself or into others would be um, you know, a change in your mood. Uh, a lot of times individuals with depression feel sometimes irritable, uh, have trouble sleeping, either you're sleeping too much um, or you're, uh, not, you're having trouble falling asleep. Uh, you see a change in appetite, and that can go both ways as well. You're eating too much, you're eating all the time, or you just have no interest in, in eating. So then you see, see either weight gain or weight loss. Lack of energy, uh, feelings of worthlessness, self-hate and you know, guilt, Sometimes having trouble concentrating. Um, another sign and symptom to look for is if you lose interest in activities. You know, let's say you like to play basketball or you like to play a musical instrument. And all of a sudden, you just find yourself not wanting to do those things um, and being more isolative. That's generally, you know, a sign of, of depression. Um, feeling hopeless or, or helpless. Um, the uh, repeated thoughts of death or suicide, I mean, if, if you're having thoughts of suicide, then that's a symptom that we need to take uh, action with right away. Um, and then just lack of, of ple- pleasure and, and just any any other activities that you really like to do. Uh, again, is it the period of two weeks or more, then we really need to get somebody connected to help. Dr. Myers, recently in the news, there's information about screening even our teenagers for signs of depression. And do you think we should be screening teenagers and looking at people more closely or wait till they come to you? It is important that we do screen individuals. Um, you know, there are screenings available on, on our website, the Bryan Medical Center website. We do have screenings available for depression. There's actually a screening there. If you're a parent concerned about your teenager, you can go on and answer questions based on your concern about your teen and it tells you whether or not the signs and symptoms are there. It's not a diagnostic tool, but it is a good way to, you know, confidential way to go in and determine is depression possibly present, and then it gives you steps on, on what steps to take. So I think that's good a good practice universally. I think if, if it, uh, sites or physicians, clinics, different places have the protocol in place that if we screen somebody and it does screen positive, then to have those resources to connect them to, then yes, it's important to have have that screening in in place. 
Um, you know, we have counselors and, and uh, programs in place to help individuals with depression. Um, so having that screening in place and then getting an individual connected if needed is very, very important. So let's speak about treatments a little, Dr. Myers. It, it, we hear about even on the news and advertisements all over the place for Prozac and things that to help you and mood elements. And so speak about the treatments and what's going on in the world of treatments for depression. Well, with treatment with depression, it's, it's really individualized um, as with treatments of, of other mental illnesses. Um, but research shows that depression is one of the most treatable of the mental illnesses, and and what research also shows is that if you take a um, look at it in a couple couple different treatment uh, approaches, and, and that being talk therapy can be very effective. Sometimes individuals can see a therapist and go uh, go for counseling, and that is the only treatment that is needed, and they find relief uh, from their symptoms uh, relatively quickly from talk therapy. Some individuals work with their medical provider, their physician or psychiatrist and uh, receive uh, medication treatment for depression, and that alone sometimes can be very effective for individuals. But research shows that combining those things together, medication and talk therapy together, uh, sometimes leads to quicker results or quicker symptom relief. Um, So those are some things that individuals can do. I mean, there's different support groups. You know, there's some different things that individuals can do on their own Um, as well in terms of in addition to getting treatment such as counseling and medication you know if individuals are you know monitoring their sleep and getting adequate sleep and exercise and nutrition um, you know combining all those things together can can be very effective and what are the medications intended to do Um, there's different theories in terms of uh, treatments for, for depression um you know one of the theories is that you know there's a chemical imbalance um, in an individual's brain, that uh, uh, chemical imbalance in the neurotransmitters um, and the medication helps helps rebalance that or put that in the into the correct balance and helps an individual um, feel better uh, from their symptoms. Okay, so if somebody has depression, you've diagnosed them, maybe put them on medications. Is this a lifelong thing? Is this something that does not go away, or is it something that can be helped and possibly even cured? You know, again, it's a very individualized thing, but um, a lot of individuals uh, who experience depression and receive treatment, um, you know, have a very positive out. You know, have a very positive outcome in that, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's very treatable. They see symptom relief, and uh, oftentimes individuals then do not see a reoccurrence of that depression. You know, there are some cases where individuals may receive treatment and you know, receive symptom relief, but then see a reoccurrence of that depression later on in life. Um, so it really is an individualized uh, um, you know, approach to looking at depression and, and how that affects individuals. But in a lot of cases, it's, it's you're treated, um, you see symptom relief, and uh, you know, sometimes individuals may, um, you know, be diagnosed and then receive medication and therapy, um, and then sometimes might need you know medication for a longer term uh, based on someone else. So again, it's very individualized. There are some types of depression. You know, I mean, in terms of some cases of depression, where medication and talk therapy are not effective, then there is what we can call electroconvulsive therapy (ECT) treatment 
that a psychiatrist administers um, that is uh, oftentimes then uh, prescribed as a treatment approach for treatment-resistant depression. Dr. Myers, do you feel there's still a stigma? There's been stigma around mental illness for years and depression being one of them. Do you feel that that's still there or are we talking about this more? And it seems to be a more accepted thing that people are now more willing to get help for. There is still some stigma surrounding mental mental health, but it has improved greatly over the years. And, um, and there, there is a lot of positive steps in terms of that movement. Uh, to lessen the stigma. Uh, depression is something that can happen to anybody. We see more depression. It's, it's actually higher with individuals who are seeking treatment or have a diagnosis, uh, you know, medical diagnosis such as cancer, diabetes, or heart disease. Um, so we're seeing that depression, you know, treating depression can help individuals uh, with, with greater health outcomes uh, with their dealing with other health issues as well. Um, so we're seeing more and more people, uh, you know, realizing that and identifying that depression is real, it is treatable, you know, there is help and you know, there's hope for depression and, uh, uh, making sure the individuals are aware of those resources. So yeah, we're uh, definitely seeing improvement in that area. And in just the last minute, tell listeners why they should come to the counseling program at Bryan Medical Center. Well, we have a very passionate, uh, group of staff who are very dedicated to working with individuals with, with mental health issues and, uh, you know, care greatly about our community and helping individuals find strength and find the path to feeling better. And so by going to our online screening, oftentimes that's the first step in identifying if the signs and symptoms are there. And if so, then they can contact the, the Bryan Counseling Center and be connected to the therapist for um, an outpatient appointment. If it's a, if it's an emergency, if it's considered a mental health emergency, we also have a mental health emergency department available 24 hours a day, seven days a week here at the Brian West Emergency Room. Uh, it's one of the few of its kind in the in the United States, and we have staff available 24 hours a day to help individuals in in a mental health crisis. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being with us. I applaud all the great work that you're doing. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And for more information, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.